This message comes from NPR sponsor Sony Pictures Classics presenting Run, Lolo, Run. The groundbreaking, high-octane cinematic sensation has returned to theaters in magnificent 4K. Don't let Lola pass you by. Get tickets now at runlolorunfilm.com. Hey, it's All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. Uh, With Halloween coming up, we thought that we would look back at an episode that we did on the show featuring songs that scare. This is an episode Bob Boylan did with NPR Music editor Jacob Gans a number of years ago when I was actually out on paternity leave. Some of the stuff that they picked, along with some of the songs suggested by listeners, is pretty terrifying or even disturbing at times, but all absolutely unforgettable. Uh, So dim the lights, lock the doors, and enjoy these super creepy songs. From NPR Music, (laughs) you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Look out behind Mm -hmm. you. Look out, no! (laughs) (laughs) He scared me. That's Jacob Gans. Jacob's here, and he's going to be with us for a while. Maybe, uh, well, who knows? Four, six weeks, maybe, maybe four, six weeks, or maybe... (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it depends what you do to Robin Hilton. Robin's exactly, on leave yeah. for a little bit. Robin's on leave. Yeah, he has he, a knife he, in yeah, his back. <laughs> 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 air, air, air quotes on that leave. Um, and we're doing today... One second. The songs that scare. <laughs> really scare you, really scare you. The yeah, songs yeah. that actually scare you. And uh, I know when I was a kid, when Psycho came out, ah, this music and that film just absolutely devastated me. And uh, I don't think there's anyone who writes music that scares me more than Bernard Herrmann did for uh, this, for Psycho. This is even just a scene, this part of the scene is when she's, I think, uh, absconded the money and is driving in a car. And just, you know, everything is scary. Just somebody in a car on a street. Yeah, he writes scary driving music. Right, and then this part that comes later that... That everyone knows where, um, uh, who is the actress? Uh, Janet Lee. Where the actress Janet Lee is uh, in a hotel room. She's got the money. She's going through accounting records and, and this music's playing in the background. And all she's doing is writing figures on a piece of paper and it's scary. And she's sort of gotten things figured out and she flushes it down the toilet. Uh, and then she goes in to take uh, her shower. And the most bone chilling music I think truly ever written. Is this music right here. One of the most awesome things about that is just 
how long it takes her to die. Yes. Spoil, spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, she does die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it takes forever. It's it's like, and your and your gut tightens up a little bit more yeah. with every passing second. And uh, she pulls that shower curtain down, yeah. right? The rings pop off. Yeah, and, oh, the, God, and yeah, and it goes from that, that scene with, with with the with the with the blood, which I think was chocolate syrup, with the blood. Sorry, spoiler alert too, with the blood going down the drain, and then drain real close up, big circle goes to her eye that's just um, open yeah. forever. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a Hitchcock was an amazing filmmaker, and that there's that music just you know what they a wouldn't team. fit with anything they, else. Yeah, yeah, they were totally a team. Bernard Herrmann, he conducted this music too. We're here doing songs that scare. Uh, we've asked you for picks, and you gave us hundreds. We'll put a list together and put it on a blog post of what we think were probably unanimously the scariest darn things that we heard. Uh, but Jacob and I are going to pick some, too. We'll play your picks. We'll play our picks. And what do you have? Uh, I think I think the place for me to start was maybe the first song that I ever thought was really, really scary. It happened probably because I didn't know it was going flying to Flying Purple People Eater. It was not Flying Purple. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there were few, there were earlier songs that were that were scary. I'm sure that there were monster songs that when I was a kid. But the first song, it felt unsafe. It felt very strange. It felt really foreign. And it was all the more so for being a surprise. I was in summer day camp when I was probably 11 years old. And a girl who was a few years older than me, who I remember always wore a, a denim jacket, torn off sleeves so it was frayed around the there's like a vest with Uh frayed shoulders said here listen to this and put like puffy little foam earphones on my on my head and played power slave by iron maiden think it was the voice? Do you, what, what do you think it was? I think it was a combination of both that I, I'd never heard guitar being played like that and I'd never heard somebody sing like that and you know now we've heard you know we we, we both know Lars Gottrich we've heard music metal that's much <laughs> much scarier, scarier than this but um, but at the time yeah for, for a kid who had never heard anything that was that was heavy mm-hmm. like the idea that somebody w- would choose to make music like this was f- was frightening, you know. And then I saw the cover of the of the cassette, and it, you know, it's got it, they've got their little ma- their scary little mascot on it. It only got more terrifying for me. From there, I'm sure it was years before I could make myself listen to metal anytime after that. <laughs> Iron Maiden, uh, Power Slave, doing songs that scare. Well, let's pick a listener one. Actually, here's one a listener one and on one of my picks at the same time. A two for one, and I bet it's one of yours too. It's Sufjan Stevens, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Just the story of the of of the man who murdered thirty plus young teens. The sadness of the story. The is, bizarreness of the story right, too. Dressed up as a clown. Dressed up as a clown. His father beat him as a child. Got hit on the head by a swing, which gave him a big blood clot on the brain, and uh, and that changed his life too. Uh, so much sadness in, in that story and so much creepiness. I think songs that scare can be like Psycho, where it's uh, it's where the the sound is chilling. This is a sweet song. 
But when you listen to the words, it gets really creepy because it's a true story. There are parts when it almost sounds loving, which makes it all the, all the creepier. That's right. It really is. And there are a couple of lines in that song that get me, that I forget about every time and it get me when I listen to it. The, the line um, is that he kissed them all. And then um, that the other line, I mean, he's, he's speaking of, I guess he's speaking of John Wayne Gacy um, and, and, the, and the boys he killed. But the other line that, that gets me, it seems to be Sufjan Stevens singing about Gacy where he says, in my best behavior, I'm really just like him, which is a, li- which is a sentiment that I just 
do not it's hard to understand it's like he it's a he sings it so sweetly and he sings it so matter-of-factly and in that moment you're just like who is this guy (laughs) singing who's nearly as scary as the guy he's singing about because you're just impossible to it's impossible to relate look beneath the floorboards yeah Well, right. Let's go to someone happier, like Tom Waits. Totally, yeah. Tom, Tom Waits is never creepy, right? <laughs> That's right. Tom Waits was, was is probably chosen as in all of the hundreds and hundreds of comments we've gotten, probably the one that was mentioned most, I think, uh, for a truly scary song. And uh, I, 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 Tom Waits is he's the guy you would go to if you want somebody to scare your. If, you, it was, if Tom Waits is your buddy and you're trying to scare your neighbor, like you yeah. get Tom Waits to leave a weird voicemail, right? Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was talking with some people today and Tom, I mean, Tom Waits came up as just like a guy was imitating Tom Waits singing theme songs to 80s sitcoms and it's like that. <laughs> it's comic and it's scary. But Tom Tom Waits has made his career on being a weird sort of comic version of a terrifying monster sounding guy. But the th- song that I think is the, the scariest the, that Tom Waits has recorded and uh, the song picked by Simone Morris Martin in the comments of the blog post is is, is a song called What's He Building in There? And it's maybe not a real... It's not what you think of when you think of Tom Waits's typical growly uh, piano ballad type songs. Um, she says, My best friend and I listened to that song when we were home alone around age 11 and got so scared just being indoors that we had to wait on the front porch for her parents to come home. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Great. <laughs> What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? He has subscriptions to those magazines. He never waves when he goes by. He's hiding something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why. He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog. He has no friends. And his lawn is dying. What about all those packages he sends? What's he building in there? With that hook light on the stairs. What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing, he's not building a playhouse for the children. What's he building in there? And what's that sound from underneath the door? He's pounding nails into a hardwood floor. And I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw. And you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course. But there's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there. I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. But what's he building in there? 
He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling? What's he building in there? What's he building in there? We have a right to know. have a lot of friends but he gets a lot of mail <laughs> <laughs> yeah tom waits tom waits is a comedian for yeah. sure he knows he knows he's got you there yeah that's great and you're listening to all songs considered from npr music support for this podcast and the following message come from Doubleday, publishers of lessons in chemistry be inspired read lessons in chemistry the number one global bestseller with more than six million copies sold meet elizabeth zott a 60s-era scientist who brings her smarts and unapologetic worldview to a TV cooking show that has the power to change lives. Lessons in Chemistry is available wherever books are sold from Doubleday. This message comes from Apple Pay. Everyone knows that credit card numbers can be stolen. But you know what's harder to steal? Your face. With Apple Pay, your purchases are authenticated by you thanks to Face ID, making your smile your signature. Just double-click, smile, and tap. With each tap, your card number and your purchases stay secured. Pay the Apple way with your compatible device anywhere contactless payment is accepted. This message comes from NPR sponsor Visit Myrtle Beach. Sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline, Myrtle Beach was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Combine that with the aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low-country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This message comes from Tinkercast. For curious kids and grown-ups, Wow in the World is an adventure-filled cartoon-for-the-ear podcast all about amazing innovations in science and technology. Listen to Wow in the World wherever you get your podcasts. Let's up the tempo. <laughs> yeah, let's let's pick up the tempo a little bit. I mean, we've got to we've got to give people a chance to catch their breath after that, right? And nothing like a good some good counterpoint. Uh, what uh, what is a great rockin' song uh, is a song by the Decemberists, uh, creepy as hell. Lyrically speaking, lyrically, not, not yeah. Musically. I mean, you'd never you'd never know if you didn't listen very closely to what uh, Colin Molloy is saying. But he's uh, yeah, he's he manages to turn a a very straightforward rock song into evil. Yeah, yeah. He listened to lots of English ballads, which we could play some of, uh, but I think he uh, andied up here. And yeah, let's play the break song from Hazards of Love.
That song's all the creepier. I mean, Colin Malloy writes as characters all the time, right? And obviously, he's writing as somebody here who has, who has, who has killed all the children, all of his own children. Well, for with, good reason. For good I mean, reason. Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible, and he yeah. would like to. He would prefer not to have them, yeah. and he would prefer to to be able to uh, woo women other than their mother. So she uh, she. Uh, one of them dies in um, in childbirth, blessedly taking her mother along. Right. This song is cre- even creepier for the fact that Colin Malloy, on a solo record, has like has a really lovely song about his own his own wife being pregnant and giving birth, which is you know like put the, those two songs next to next to each other, and it makes you very happy that you think that you know who the real Colin yes. Malloy is. Right, just like we think we know Sufjan Stevens. Totally, yeah. Where should I go? How about? Uh, I'm going to just start playing this song and then I'll, I'll talk about it. One of my earliest concert memories is seeing Pink Floyd at the Kennedy Center in Washington, 1972. And they played this song from uh, Amagama, which was uh, the song was Careful with That Axe Eugene. And it was the first time I ever saw pyrotechnics on a stage. And this song is an, is an eight-minute build to a relentless scream and an explosion on stage that scared the living daylights out of me. So let's just listen.
Mm. What'd you think of that scream? That scream is terrifying. I mean, like if you, I mean, you prepared me for it, so I, so I was able to grip the arms of my chair and uh, and and wait. But I feel like if you, when any time that somebody can sneak up on you and surprise you, throw something at you that you weren't expecting, I mean, that's the that's the definition of fear, right? It provokes like that, yeah, cold sweat. I think something response. and something else on this on this record, Amagama, which is uh, and music of that time was for the most part until this time. Music was pretty happy-go-lucky. There are three-minute pop songs. If you think of your world of music as being that, and then you hear this, it's even more incredible a contrast. We've all now heard music like that. It like sounds, this. It sounds damaged. Yeah, right. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like they... And they kind of sneak it up on you. They kind of like build slowly until it... Until you can, cannot deny that whoever is playing this stuff wants to wants to hurt or, ter- or terrify you. <laughs> Pink Floyd. I'm here with Jacob Gans. Jacob is an editor here at NPR Music and uh, and is co-hosting and will be for, uh, uh, well, depends on what he does with Robin's body. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <laughs> never tell. That's right. I'm, I'll never tell anyone. My next pick is scary, I think, because the guys who make it seem so confident and calm in their ability to be scary. They've made a lot of different kinds of music. They're an Australian and American band called Liars. They've made a full album about witches, which this song is not from their prettiest song is on the same album that this that this song comes from but i think i pick, i picked this song because i think in the same way that that those those few lines on the sufjan stevens record uh the sufjan stevens song about john wayne gacy are creepy it's just kind of impossible to understand where these guys are coming from they seem like they're aliens who have the ability to bore into your brain and do something awful um and it doesn't seem like a big deal to them. They're not a metal band who's really trying to scare you. They're not Tom Waits who's putting on this growly voice. They're looking you straight in the eye and telling you the way that the world looks to them. And that is occasionally terrifying. And this song uh, is called It Fit When I Was a Kid. They're kind of like, yeah. You can hear them, yeah. That's spooky. I mean, like it. it this, these guys are kind of like druids or some kind of weird cult that you know chases you, but very slowly. And you can, I can listen to that song and I can feel my eyes kind of dilate and I can, my heart rate picks up and I feel like I need to run away a little bit. Yeah, these guys don't feel like they're just playing a song. No, they feel like they're playing with you. Yeah, <laughs> they feel right. Like they're messing yeah. with you. Yeah, uh, that's liars. It fit when I was a kid. Is the name of the song. Uh, Drums not dead. Is the name of the album. One pick a listener one, Jacob. I mean, we could uh, there. Yeah, there there are ton there are tons of things we could have picked. I mean, and it just reinforces how sometimes 
sometimes it's just completely situational that something scares you. Like people mentioned things like Hotel California, right? Which I actually tend to agree with. It's a terrifying song. Um, or other, you know, like other uh, soundtrack theme songs, like the the Tubular Bells song from The Exorcist. A couple of people mentioned a couple of Beatles songs, Revolution Number no. Nine. Uh, the creepiness of the story of Maxwell Silverhammer is uh, is creepy. The the uh, Black Sabbath got mentioned. Um, uh, Lead Belly, Sleep Last Night, which is a really creepy old song. Yeah. Uh, Tubular Bells, uh, you mentioned soundtracks. That was certainly one uh, that came to mind. Lots of murder ballad type songs, lots of th- yeah. songs by people like uh, Gillian Welch or right. um, Nico Case. Uh, I think somebody probably mentioned uh, that Nick Cave song with Kylie Minogue, which is a, which is a little bit of a terrifying song. Uh, the Cure Lullaby uh, song, PJ Harvey. She can be creepy, scary. In just about anything she could do. Yeah, she. I think it's a lot. A lot of this stuff has is about the person's ability to convince you that they're in a harrowing situation, and yeah. she can do that almost better than anybody and else. There was a Nina Simone song that does that. I think it was called the Pirate Song. So, which one did you pick up from this list? The song that I picked up from this list is um, is by Hayden. It was suggested by Keith G on Facebook, and it's called "When This Is Over." And Keith G writes. When This Is Over by Hayden is frightening on almost every level, including because it's so transfixing that you both want to listen to it and want to stop listening to it. It's based on Susan Smith drowning her two boys in South Carolina, and it's sung from the perspective of the older of those two boys. Just totally crushing and frightening. I also remember when I first heard it thinking that it was scary that an artist would put himself into those shoes at all. Give it a listen. I dare you.
Wow, yeah. I mean, the, that song, you, you want to keep pulling back from it. You want it to stop. The perspective. Exactly. The just just as Keith G says, I mean, you want to stop listening to it. Um, you want to, you know, give yourself some distance to it. And then you have to keep reminding yourself that it's actually from the perspective of a young boy in the back of a car who's going to die. The scariest thing about that song is his ability to put himself in, in somebody else's position and commit to it so fully. As a performer. Yeah. 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 We'll go out on that. Uh, songs that scare. This is fun. Uh, Jacob and... Yeah, it's great. A little scary. <laughs> I can't wait to come back and do something pretty and nice. <laughs> Look forward to it. I'm Bob Boylan along with Jacob Gans. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. <laughs> <laughs>